Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we review the newest books in the Dawn of X X-Men line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by the voluptuous. <laughs> what? I don't know why I chose. You're the complete opposite. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sorry. What? I was going to make the same joke you... that you edited out last time. So you have to edit it out again. But I'm uh, uh, I see what you, I see what we're going for. No. Not this time. Not this time. Not this time because Philadelphia saved our democracy and you're not going to make any change. Yes, 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 yes. Um, thank all the greats above, whoever you believe in, whatever octopus in the sky. We have a new president. The media did not decide. Numbers and math yeah. decided. Yes, we um, decided. We decided. Um, also, the, I'm talking to Josh, if you don't know. This yeah, my name is Josh. And also, I want to take one second to be like, dude, you are just showing off with these intros now. Yeah, you I'm, I am nailing it. Off. Yeah, I'm nailing you it. are just showing the fuck off now, dude. And it's honestly, I, I, I get it, but I'm getting a little pissed off about it. Yeah, well, do better. Step your game up. Uh, so, yes, we have a new president. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy in a few months. This asshole will leave office one way or a fuck another he's gonna leave i don't care if he doesn't concede whatever i hope he doesn't concede i hope he fucking i hope he gets his ass dragged out of there <laughs> i hope he gets his ass dragged all the way back home down here to florida and he has to live with me shouting out on his front lawn every fucking night <laughs> uh so yeah as a gift as a gift to you my friend i have happiness that we have a new president yes and hopefully have a change me and you after x of swords is done yeah, we'll re-record. Oh. Re- mm-hmm. no, that's, that's next week. Okay. We will re-record. God loves man kills. Oh, nice, awesome. So now that there's like a light at the end of the tunnel, or yeah, a a light of a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yes, I feel mentally ready with some different opinions now, okay. but I feel mentally ready to do that very political, uh, politically charged book. Awesome, I love it. Um, maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we'll have Jess on or someone else to give some. Yeah, some I, fresh I would. I would yeah, we could have some guests. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that idea a lot. And I'm um, also listeners may recall a long time ago we talked about this, and you had mentioned that you would come closer to my side of a certain opinion. Yes. And I still don't really know much about that, so I'm looking forward to exploring that. that yeah, yeah. With you. Um, if you want to do it on a mic, if not, I still want to explore it with you because it makes me happy, man. <laughs> yes, that would be very interesting. Also, shout out to allegedly all of our listeners in Singapore. <laughs> shout out to Singapore. Shout out to Singapore, guys. Allegedly- guys, you are making it fucking happen out there in Singapore. We cannot. So I. So for those who don't know, which, <laughs> which is everybody. Oh, other than me and you, no one would know. Yeah, because I literally haven't told anyone else other than you. Um <laughs> It's might be fake. I don't know. I I got what is very clearly a spam email, <laughs> wanting our podcast to sign up for some dumb fucking thing. Anybody Turtle? else out there who has a um podcast knows you get these from time to time. These little like companies that want to get like you pay them and they'll tell you what metrics you're getting. You know, um, I don't trust motherfuckers who email me. If I want that, I'm gonna come to you. Yeah. Um. But this spam bot, or or maybe it's a legit company, I don't know. They tell us our podcast, Don of X, number 118, I think it was. Like out, of, out of all books, it, out of all podcasts in the books category in Singapore. That's huge. That's something. That is huge for if two. If that's true, awesome. I do not it's speak not true, Mandarin or Chinese, so I can't, I'm not even going to try. I'll be no, no, it. it if that is even not true, it's still huge news. Shishi ni. That's something. That, that might mean thank you. Well, I hope it does. Because thank you, <laughs> Singapore. Thank you. And if it doesn't mean thank you, and it means something offensive, and we are now number 119 in Singapore, I am going to be fucking livid at your just shot in the dark at another language. Another language. The last time I heard consistent chinese is probably when i watched the sequel to crouching tiger hidden dragon so not great not not a great not a great sentence you just said all around you're oh. really trying to alienate us from these singapore <laughs> listeners i'm trying to lose listeners now. god damn it listen singapore uh, my best friend is asian not chinese 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, neither are the Singaporeese, but okay. Um, we have a review though on. Um, Did you say Singaporeese? I, I couldn't remember what they're called. Yeah. Oh, good job. You're doing way better than me. <laughs> Singaporeans? What the fuck? Are they? This is all getting cut. No, it's not. It just needs to stay in so they know who they're who they're following for once. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not. So we also, more importantly than being 118 in Singapore, we have an awesome review. Josh, let the listeners hear this amazing, heartfelt review. Okay. So wow. as astute listeners may recall, that we recently got. <laughs> Some less than stellar reviews that broke our hearts, but also made us better people. Um, we have one now that's lifted our hearts and made us worse people. So yes. this one, five stars. Thank you. A fan wrote, I just got into comics in 2018 and don't have any friends to talk about it with. I listen to the podcast in the morning with my coffee. It's nice to hear what other people think of the X titles. It's It honestly feels like I'm hanging out with friends. That is fucking awesome. Yes, thank I fucking you. Fucking love man. it. Thank you. Uh, go home, Roger. Or <laughs> thank you, that, Roger. Maybe that's your name. Wait, maybe that, I think that's, that might be an American Dad reference. Is it okay? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. What the, I don't know the reference. Um, but thank you for the the review. Um, yes, man. We are thank happy you. to be your friend and talk X comics. Um, hopefully, if you're on Twitter, hit us up there. We can talk there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do. I, there's nothing I love more than like a good morning cup of coffee and reading X-Men too. That's always fun. So I, I get that. I get that vibe of just thinking X-Men, getting your coffee, yeah. man. That's, that's the jam right there, dude. That's the good stuff right there. That's, that's the fucking but, life. So thank you guys can hopefully continue uh, subscribing and reviewing and rating and remember five stars or get the fuck out of here. Five or one. No, no, no. Five or one. Or one. Yeah, I agree, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want any of this in-between shit, people. Incisive bullshit. No. Like if you if you honestly think we're just no an flakes. okay podcast, that's fine, but just give us one star. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you think we're above average, like most of our like love life when people say you're above average or average, give us five stars to be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> Side tangent. Okay, so this is a new thing. Um, <laughs> I'm debating to go to Listeners, this. listeners so, I have no fucking clue where we're going right now. And I am. Side tangent. Petrified. I'm seeing a thing on Twitter a lot more now from like porn stars that say, okay, pay me $5 and I will rate you. Either rate you as like physically or just send me a picture of your privates for $3 and I'll rate that. That's crazy. So I guess the first question is. <laughs> have you done it no singaporean singaporean or what our listeners in singapore are called no nah, i think singaporeanese or whatever you said <laughs> yeah no singaporeese i believe is is good but singaporean is singaporean. what we and what do they speak there um all the they, yeah um the languages that you said um i think English, so malay mandarin and some Tamil, Tamil. I'm not sure. What was that? Tim Tamil? English and Mandarin are good enough. Yeah, they're good enough for now. That's fine. All right, cool. We got that English market cornered. All right, good. So, they, I guarantee you, every Singaporean who listens to this podcast speaks incredibly better English than I do. Oh, yeah. For so sure. without a fucking doubt. we have degrees that should involve knowing english. i have a degree in the english language yeah and i don't speak it i speak the language of science i have an associate science degree i'm a anyway, science finish your story that was it no i just find it interesting that porn stars are doing that like that is pretty well but people um, will do it like people pay them like rate me here's five bucks and just just so Everyone listening to this very audio medium understands the word he's saying is R A T E, rate. <laughs> rate. Yes, I said rate. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'd pay them for that too, but you know, that's a whole other portion of money and privacy. And yeah, make sure you know who you're talking to. If you ask them if they're a cop, they have to tell you the truth. So that is true. Them. Listeners, especially our Singaporean listeners. <laughs> The government wants me to tell. Like we've been we've been sponsored by the Singaporean government this week. Yeah, and our our ad is if they let us out of the camp, so we can do the podcast. I might cut that part out. Nope. 
You don't want you me to? Huh? You want me to keep that in? Yeah. All right. It's funny. All right. It's on you. Well, I didn't make me doubt myself. <laughs> I just want people to understand that the voice you hear right now is Josh. <laughs> yes, the whole time. So, now first book up. <laughs> Hellions. Oh, yeah. Exosaurs. Hard, hard pass to the next thing. Hard turn. <laughs> just like uh, the kind of turn, like that meme where like a car, the, the, the one thing is labeled, the one exit is labeled racism. <laughs> the exit is labeled X-Men and our car is just spinning out of control to get onto that exit. Yep. For X-Men. <laughs> Cutting people off. Just like, no, no, we no. We're getting way, way too close to the racism exit. So, <laughs> X of Swords Part Six, Hellions Issue Five. Man, this book continues to be like my MVP going on right now. I really love the Hellions book. It's That's funny. Damn. It's great storytelling. The art's really nice. But one weird thing I noticed about this particular issue, compared to like all the issues I'm looking at, this is the only one that says uh, parental advisory on it. And I'm like, what happens in this book that's like offensive, you know, like too much? Oh, on my digital ones? I don't have that. I don't, I don't, there's no. It's on, I'm showing him. It's on the top corner. It says parental advisory. I thought that was kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, not on the digital one. Pretty wild. Yeah. So uh, this book starts off with Cypher coming back. He's been... Um, no, no, no. Empath. I'm oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, Empath coming back. He's been brought back after uh, Grey Crow shot him on their last mission. After he warned him, if you fuck with me, I will just kill you. That's exactly what he did. So... Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I, I love this moment because he bursts out and immediately just flings shit at Xavier. Xavier's already not happy with it. Uh, exact words of, all right, we're not doing that then. <laughs> like, I'm just fed up with this guy already. We're continuing the idea this guy's the biggest piece of shit in the world. And I love that. God, he is- um, he's spitting on the floor. Hope is saying, come on, this is a sterile environment. He says, hatch someone who gives a fuck. That's all you have to know about this guy in that Empath, moment. Like, I do appreciate that they're not even attempting to make him like no. any other kind of character other than just the fucking worst. The fucking worst. So we cut to the Quiet Council, talk about the whole situation with the X of Swords. And Mrs. Sinister has a fantastic idea. He, he does. Thinks, okay, while you guys are getting all the sword stuff ready, why don't I take my team of bad people, essentially, in his eyes, and take them to Otherworld, and they can steal the swords of the other team so they can't even enter the tournament in the first place hence they forfeit hence we win hence me mrs sinister is the best yes and all throughout as he monologues his his evil plan as he's wont to do there are so many good fucking moments with sassy sinister like from the get like from the moment he leaps up to announce his plan which is to say let's have everyone's attention on me please like just immediately stands up fucking exodus is like watch your tassels buffoon and my man sassy sinister just under his breath says back plumage you philistine <laughs> like just fucking amazing dialogue all throughout with um mr sinister at some point he tells mystique let's raise our hand if we have something to say dear like <laughs> mystique yeah, or Emma loves the plan, but someone should tell her face. Yes, Jesus <laughs> Christ! He basically just chewed the scenery and took over the Quiet Council, and I loved every second of it. And it kind of turns against him because he's being all cocky and everything, and then decides, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna send the team and do all this." And uh, Exodus says, "Why don't we send you with the team?" I'm oh, sorry, what, what was that? Last part? What, what was that? You want you want me to go on a mission with them? <laughs> uh, no. So he asks everyone to vote, and the vote goes in Sinister's favor. They don't do it. And Sinister, as usual, is cocky and makes fun of Magneto afterwards. And Magneto just raises his hand, changes his vote, <laughs> changes his vote. <laughs> like you can't do that. He's like yeah, I can. Yeah, I That's it. You're going to. Which leads to the next page. There's with one other. Absolute... There's one other sassy sinister bit though. That mm-hmm. I need to get in because honestly, 
it cuts so deep it makes me so sad it's he calls doug i don't need the weird kid who smells like milk to tell me krakoa likes this plan (laughs) (laughs) that is such a mean fucking thing to say about little doug but like oh my god that's so funny though the weird kid who smells like milk so we cut to the actual team of Hellions talking about Sinister's plan, how it's going to work. This team still isn't a team. They still are very standoffish with each other. They don't, not they don't trust each other, but they're all, they're all people who are kind of on the outs naturally already. Yeah. And now you're forcing them into a room. So naturally they're not too happy about it in any situation. Then we have Sinister having a great conversation with one of his clones going oh, over every God. detail of the plan and oh. then going, and now you're going to go. <laughs> Oh my God, this whole scene. (laughs) I want a whole fucking series written by Zeb Wells about sassy sinister hanging out with other sassy fucking sinisters. Yeah. And just arguing about who's going to go on the dangerous, deadly mission. Which at that point, I'm wondering, does Sinister even know who the original Sinister is? Does it matter? I don't know if it matters because... Continue. (laughs) Yeah, he... They argue now who's going to get to keep the cape. No, so what's happening is basically he's they're arguing he's basically saying I don't want to go, you go and you're older, I'm younger, so you should go. Like they're having yeah. this argument and they decide to settle it with winner takes the cape, which means they get to stay. Yeah. And they in the what do they call it? The noble contest. And the Noble Contest is a game, best two out of three, <laughs> of rock, paper, fucking scissors. He's insane. He He's fucking is insane. Glorious. He's glorious, but he's insane. And best part, we have no fucking clue who won that game. No. So like you were just alluding to, we as readers now have zero idea which sinister is even real or like original we're long past, like what kind of degradation no no wonder he's sassy now you know what i mean like yeah. he's probably degenerating in some weird way <laughs> from like generations of fucking cloning himself like some weird cloning inbred type program you know like he's fucking insane he's like one clone farm away from being the episode home from x-files <laughs> it's gonna be black and white <laughs> no that's pro- postmodern prometheus the episode home was the one with the inbred family that lived on the farm wasn't that oh no that wasn't black and white black and white was the one who wanted the guy who wanted to see Cher. yes exactly that, that's what okay yes no i remember that one we're talking about with the mom who lived like, exactly. under the bed yes who yeah. had no arms and legs anymore and they just wheeled her in and out from under oh god yeah. it's disgusting Anyway, Sinister. That one scared sinister me. I remember that, that one scared the shit out of me. Actually. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> X Files podcast, different one. So oh, actually, um, okay, wait one second. One more tangent in the middle of our thing. I and please God, no one steal this from me. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make it real quick before I air this. I want to <laughs> do another podcast in which okay. I just get really high, <laughs> as opposed to this one. Yeah, but so the podcast is called either my exes or my two exes. And it's just me talking about all the ways X-Files and X-Men have impacted my life. <laughs> it is just therapy. It's you just have to find similarities between them. Like each episode to find similarity. Exactly. Like I find a way to tie, like a theme to tie it in. <laughs> and it's just a big, like narcissistic piece of shit project for me it's very niche for sure no one will listen but i'm no 100% one dedicated to doing this <laughs> just because i love the idea of calling it my two exes <laughs> so now the team of hellions have to go through the avalon gate because the external gate or ex- external gate is uh still messed up it's still closed yes so they want to sneak in through avalon uh and talk to king jamie right yep. mm-hmm. yeah now this team's going through um empath is back but he doesn't actually remember how he died which i love yes he just remembers getting there that's the last time he was updated yeah mm-hmm. and um that's actually i think a problem with a lot of these resurrections they don't know how they died yeah and i mean i mean that's kind of inherent. In, you can't like especially if it's a sudden death like you can't really back up real quick you know what i mean 
Yeah. So they get to the gate, and Sinister presents Jamie with a, with a horse and no, all these that, great points. No, no, no. <laughs> the horse is Jamie's. Oh, Already. is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. So they come through. They're telling Jamie about their plan and what they can give to him. He's very bored. He doesn't really care. He doesn't see the fun in this. So he does want one thing. He wants Sinister's cape. Yeah. I. You know what? I take back what I said earlier. I want a series of Jamie uh, Braddock and Mr. Sinister going on adventures. Just going back and forth. Each other. Yes. Just it's actually the series is about the cape and all the different ways people like bet and win it. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the series. It just follows the cape around. So as they're oh, I love about this mission is they're immediately caught. Like immediately. Because they, they leave. suck. Yeah. <laughs> they already had the worst opening mission of any X-Men team ever in the last arc. And now in this mission to sneak into Otherworld and steal the swords, they're immediately caught. Because I they are love it. because they have they are a bad team, they are <laughs> poorly assembled, and they have no leader right now. <laughs> no real leader. <laughs> so when they're caught, Sinister asks Empath to trick their minds so they can get away. And he says, under one condition, you make uh, Grey Crow my slave, essentially. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Guess who's going to get shot in the head after they're... Uh, oh, my God. He will be which... lucky if he gets shot in the head. Well, there's yeah. the other problem. If he dies here, yeah, he's fucked. He's gone. Yeah. He's gonzo, which I'm going to be honest with you, I really hope happens. <laughs> Or we get a different because remember they, they can or, still come back. What if that? Weird. Oh my god! Oh my fucking god! If they kill Empath and then he comes back as a nice person, <laughs> and they try to make us like this dude who since like 1983 we have fucking hated with a passion, that is gonna be incredible. So the book ends with the Hellions uh, trying to find the swords. Gray Crow is not allowed to have a horse. <laughs> He's no. walking. He must he must run ahead and proclaim his love for for fucking empath. So yeah, that's how the book ends with them kind of going on their mission on their merry way. I do want to point out that Sinister made sure to you he was very upset that he no longer had a cape. Yes. And so he made Empath use his powers so that one of the people who caught them gave him their cape. So now <laughs> Mr. Sinister has another cape. He has a cape. Basically, the only thing that matters to him really in this mission is he has a cape. 1,000%. That's all he cares about it in this mission. <laughs> How many X's? So, oh, five. Five X's. Five. five hands down here, too. Love, love the Hellion story. Love the writing. Love the art. The pacing. Everything. Fantastic. It is... <laughs> it's going to sound weird, but it's the office of X-Men books right now. If that makes any sense, it's like witty and fun, and mm. every issue you can every issue you can almost read by itself, and it's still just as entertaining. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> that was five X's. Next up, we have X of Swords, Part Seven, New Mutants, Issue Thirteen. So I'm gonna do something I don't always do, and there's not a knock on the actual issue itself. The issue's fine, but basically, this whole issue is. Hey, Cypher, you're not ready for this and you're not a fighter. No. That's literally what this whole issue is. Like, if I stopped and went to the next book, you're not missing too much. Nope. It is a lot of people telling Cypher he should not go to a tournament, a sword to, a sword tournament to the death in another mm -hmm. place. Yep. People telling him he's too important. If they lose him, they're fucked. They can't really communicate properly with mm -hmm. Krakoa. You have Krakoa telling Cypher, hey, I really don't want you to go. You're yeah. like the only way I can talk and you're my friend. So there's a lot of that, but let's go from the beginning. We have Magic kind of meditating while she gets a message from uh, Cable and Cyclops. We get more about that storyline, the next issue with Cable, um, but they're telling what's happening on their base. They talk about their concerns about the actual fight. And then we cut to Cypher and Warlock talking. Again, about concerns. Warlock turns himself into a sword, which is cool. I like that. Um, then for the most of this issue, you're going to have Magic and Cypher training. Magic is allegedly not holding back, really trying to hurt him to show him how serious this is going to be. 
And I really like that aspect of it. Like, listen, you can die. You need to understand you can mm-hmm. die. You understand that I might not be able to help you this whole time, which is a theme we're going to see in the next book where people are like, hey, Magic, can you watch over this person? Can you watch over that person? Like, she can't in reality. No. Which I can't wait to, because just so you listeners know, we do not read ahead until we do the podcast. So yeah, I don't know no. what happened. Even though I know we're like two weeks behind, I someone's going to die in this tournament. Like legit die, to. I think. They have to. At least one person to keep the stakes to where they are. So that'll be interesting. So we have a few ish pages of uh, Magic and Cypher talking. We had a breakdown of the Soul Sword and uh, more from the Quiet Council trying to even find other options that isn't Cypher going. Wait, did you say Morph? What? No, Quiet Council talking to... Oh, oh more of. More. I, I yeah, thought more you said of. Morph. I'm like, Morph from the X-Men animated series was in here? Has he ever even been in the comic? <laughs> I, I think like in like alternate universes, but yeah. not. So they're trying to find all those ways out, but I, I like the idea that Cypher's just kind of like, listen, I got this. Like, I can do it. I know I can do it. I'm plucky. I have a good attitude towards it. Oh, I can do Doug. it. Oh, and everyone my- just kind of like, nah, man. You can't. You're probably <laughs> gonna die. <laughs> oh, my poor Dougie. Um, eventually, Magic gets a little too intense with the training, and Krakoa actually protects Doug and like attacks Magic. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was interesting because this is the first time I think we've seen him do this, something like this, in a sense of protecting one person. Mm-hmm. Like he knows they're just training. He's watching. He's been watching. Yeah. He's not like an attack dog that gets confused. No. Like he's intelligent. No, but the she idea that she punched him in the face and then Krakoa attacked him. Yeah, like he thought it's going too far and protected him. Yeah, which I guess this issue really comes down to how valuable Doug is mm-hmm. in every sense to everyone. But he has to go to this tournament based yeah. off of Saturnine's riddles. <laughs> like, based on Saturnine's just fucking ability to do and create whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, he meets up with uh, Exodus, who basically bluntly is like, "You're gonna die!" Like chokes him, yeah, grabs him. Like this is fighting. This is life and death. Like you're not gonna make it. You're not strong enough. Like that's it. So another person telling him that. Uh, at one point, Krakoa takes over uh, Mondo again, which he hates, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. To tell him again, "You're not ready." <laughs> and again, that's my only knock on this issue. At a certain point, I'm like, I get it. I get the idea behind it. I get why they're doing it like this, but also felt a little almost heavy handed. Yeah. It felt like, okay, so he's not going to die then. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, okay, it's a little, it's a little too much at this point. Yeah. So basically at the end of the issue, magic actually surprised to see that he's getting better Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, you know, you actually stopped me for a second and she's showing like appreciation, but also she knows it's not good enough. Like, he's not on the level of fucking, what, Wolverine, Storm, and her? <laughs> like, not the same thing. So, yeah, that was the issue. I gave it three X's. Let me see. I actually did give it, because I can actually rate them, but I'm not at the end yet. Hold on. I think so I what, gave it. What are those words you're saying? I um I rated it in the in my app after I read yeah. it. I gave it four. So something in this book, I think I just it's not a bad issue at all. It's not. <laughs> I think what it was in at the time I read this was just the focus on Doug a lot. Like in in not really seeing that so far in this series, based on how critical he is to the yeah, the new land. So I, I did appreciate the the focus on him. And I also really appreciated that they like even like there was a scene in here in which she magic was like yeah that's fine that warlock's back what's weird is why you think you need to keep it a secret like why are you keeping this a secret like yeah and that was a really good point like why are why is this a fucking secret why is it a secret that warlock's back do they i think thought it had to do the idea mutant? that yeah he's not a mutant yeah he shouldn't be there but he is though like he's a mutant in his race you know what i mean like it's very technical. <laughs> it is very technical, but I can see them. Being That's like, like saying Spider-Man's a mutant. No, because Spider-Man was scientifically altered. Like so was Deadpool. And I don't believe Deadpool's a mutant though. Like he's not considered Warlock. a mutant. Huh? Deadpool's not considered a mutant? I I don't think he is. There there's a lot of people who don't think of him as a mutant. That's because fair. he was altered. 
He was given the mutant gene. He wasn't born with it. All right. But anyway, I, I this was a good one on Doug. The art, again, fucking phenomenal in New Mutants. Yes, art was really good. Next up, we have Cable number five, Exoswords part eight. Josh, you take the lead on this one. All right. So I, I like this issue a lot. You did? I did. Yeah. I thought okay. it's a great prelude to the upcoming um, X Men Sword book. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what it is. It's this setting is, up for that book. Yes, this is 100% a prequel. Yeah. Um, so here we are on the peak, which is an abandoned sword space station. Last we left our heroes, it was the newfangled sword that Cable has that was power that was able to power up this defunct space station. Oh, and if you guys don't know, for some reason, sword is basically shield, but they're space division. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I, I I will not know a lot about the history of sword. Like I, I get what they are, but I don't really know the history of them. Or oh yeah, I, vaguely. Yeah, yeah, I know vaguely stuff. Um, so. After they power this place back up, both Cable and Jean kind of sense that like something's wrong there. Like, why is obviously why is a big space station empty? But like they can they can sense like weird presence. It had a very but, alien vibe. Oh, 100 percent Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so they go on this little hunt. They split up. Jean goes one way, Cyclops and Nate go the other. Uh magic, as you recall from um Nick's review of, of New Mutants. Magic once again calls out to Cable or yeah to Cable and um, Cyclops saying, "Dude, I wasn't kidding. We have a we there's something time concerning going on here, and we need Nathan and his stupid fucking sword. Can you guys hurry up?" <laughs> like, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll be right there." And so they get it. They've discovered a sealed up part of the space station. Cyclops using his beams of light break in, and then they reach out to Jean. Jean herself has found something quite disturbing on this abandoned space station. She finds one last living person who is branded with some weird mark when he turns around and his eyes are what appear to be like burned out. They're like black holes. Um, yeah, that, that's why I started thinking of um, Event Horizon. Which is what? Event Horizon, the space horror movie. Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, I remember that movie now. Jesus, wow, I haven't thought about it in forever. It's a great movie. It still holds yeah. up. Um, yeah, so he's basically telling Gene that whatever happened to everybody else, they were unprepared for, they were descended on, they were torn apart, nothing could have been done. And Gene is like, just show me. And so she looks into his brain and he says, oh, they also taught us resistance. And like, he does something psychically back to her through his eye. Like this, his eyes roll into this weird green looking thing. It's crazy. So like Gene can't even really read his mind. He basically tells her this place is doomed. And then he throws himself into space out the window. Yeah. And uh, Gene meets Nate and Cyclops down in the science lab where they find a giant portal, like a Stargate, if you will. Um, and it's black and ominous and crazy looking and as of course since the space station has been powered back up so has this portal and creatures start coming through it saying cleanse dissect learn and they our, our heroes start fighting them off but more and more keep coming through this thing and they are just like speaking like they're trying to colonize almost you know like we must yeah they overtake. look like, like astronauts in black gear instead of white gear yeah like and i can't tell like some of them are mo like some of them have like four or five arms some of them have two arms some of them yeah. have like tentacle looking things some of them don't like very trippy looking so like Jean psychically projects herself through this portal and discovers that on the other side is what looks like a giant how would you describe like pillar? Like a, yeah, like a pillar, but like full of them, like a like a shotgun full of entities. Like yeah, like it's just blasting these creatures and this, like, of these creatures like, yeah. down. And like so, Gene pulls herself back and is basically like full power Cyclops, and like <laughs> he starts ripping through them. She tells Nate he's got to depower this station and get that sword, which convenient. It's almost like Saturnine can see like set fate into motion yeah um so he has to get that sword back now which is exactly what he 
needs to do anyway. And so the power, the power is shut off at the station. The creatures stop coming, and um, Nate goes back through the portal with the, as he says, the light of Krakoa is here. And Magic says, "You told me it had a, a an outer space name. Don't rename your sword. That's lame." Yeah, and I like how the text page was like the original name. They didn't even humor him. You know, they, just, they didn't even bother. Just called it the Light of Galador. But there's also another part where then Cable completely ex- ignores the fact that Magic just called him lame. Yeah, and says, "Doug, it's good to see you, man. I had no idea you were a swordsman. I'm not. Oh." <laughs> <laughs> just, That's just it. I just love how like earnest young cable is, you know, like there's he's not for everyone. I get it. Like I, I know there are a lot of people out there who don't who don't particularly like young cable, but I just he's so earnest and at first I didn't either, but he's great in this book. This writing is great. He's growing on like he's I, I like him as just like what do they call it? Like a himbo? Like he's <sighs> a, a dumb guy who's like actually nice and fucking a bunch of different people and nobody yeah. really he's fine he's whatever dude he's cable like whatever he's like he's just a dude um but then it, the issue ends and i'm not sure what the fuck is really happening here <laughs> but the issue ends with gene cyclops and magic all having a um psychic they're conversation. speaking in code they're no they're having like a psychic conversation well originally i mean so before they were speaking yeah they keep saying looks like rain which I don't understand what that is. If, like, I guess it's got to be a code they created, I guess, or it's a reference to something that I don't recall from. I think it's just code. Bendis's run or something. But um, anyway, so they're having a, a psychic conversation about keeping an eye on Nathan. <laughs> and also, like, they have some kind of psychic plan that, like, if they can, if all the psychics can, like, focus in their energy they can like tap in and like help guide the fighters while they're there. I think is yeah. what she's trying to say. Like if so, every like, second works together, they can, they can kind of bend the rules a little bit. Yeah. So like they basically need magic to do that. And I don't really know what, how, why magic, because she's not psychic, but she's magic, but she is magic. I do. And it's a magic that. realm. I do. For, oh, she is magic and is a magic. Okay. Good point. All right. And I do forget that just whenever you need a doses machina, you go to, magic but a magic character <laughs> yeah um, um but also go back to my point about now someone else said can you protect this person and mm-hmm. she's like yeah sure of course i will you know like she's putting exactly, this on her yeah. shoulders that so she's now she's got to keep an eye on dougie she's got to keep an eye on on nate she's got to keep like she's got to be the total focal point of all the psychics on krakoa too like i'm yeah. sorry Ileana is wonderful and super powerful. This is going to blow up in some way. And so far from who we have in this group, the five people we have, isn't she like the highest ranking? Isn't she a general? Well, Storm is on the Quiet Council, isn't she? Okay, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. So she's the but in the field. I think they I think in the field, the rules originally, like in the field, the generals are in charge. But is she a general? She's a captain. Captain, general. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't remember the breakdown of their military. I'm gonna look at that. I have the trade, the a fantastic trade of House of X, Powers of X. It's really. Oh, cool. you did get the trade? Yeah. yeah. Nope. Yes, I got on sale. Basically, how it ends with like them having this weird psychic conversation, and like the rest of the group standing around, like, why is everybody just smiling? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like literally, he just says, now? "Why is everyone smiling?" And then Cyclops gives him the creepiest grin, and says, "Cause we're gonna be okay." <laughs> Yeah, it felt really false in the in a sad way, like because this is gonna work out great. It felt like, oh, Cyclops, you think you have a plan, but this is totally not gonna work. No, no, I don't. I don't feel good about this at all, Psych. <laughs> so I gave that one. Uh, I want to say I gave it four X's. I gave it four X's as well. It was good, like we just said. It's definitely a prelude to whatever's gonna happen in that sword comic. Yeah, it, it both it both sets up Cable getting where he needs to be. And setting up the next line in our X titles, which is Sword. Yeah. All um, right. Next yeah. up, we have Excalibur. Number I have nine. It on my phone. Yes. Chapter nine of X of Swords and issue. What issue is it? 13 yeah. of Excalibur. Yep. So this is one of my very few times. I hate doing it, but I couldn't find a physical copy. I had to 
download it on my phone. I don't like digital. I like having a copy in front of me. Um, but I did read this issue. My immediate criticism before you get into it is this is the only book, not just because I'm not reading the book normally. I feel like this is the only book that didn't flow so far with the rest of the Exosaurus books. Like it still obviously was connected, but I feel like it felt like this felt like an issue of Excalibur, not an issue of Exosaurus. It is because this is exactly where the last issue left off. Yeah. Um, it's also Excalibur has the privilege of basically being the other i would say the other main title of mm-hmm. these crossovers based on the fact that <clears throat> saturnine is historically an excalibur character um avalon and other world are historically excalibur locales so yeah i think a lot of like the things that push the main crossover forward are going to be happening in excalibur and probably the main x-men one but so far, definitely Excalibur has been the one that's like, oh, a major event has happened and it's in Excalibur. So we open with the Braddocks heading to, um, oh my God, the Citadel. Thank you. I forgot the name of it. The Citadel um, to meet up with Betsy. They've been called forward by um, Saturnine. They're riding on Griffins because why the fuck not? <clears throat> sorry and so when they get there the twins meet back up betsy and and brian brian last they met i believe brian was under the influence of a bad one of the bad witches and they had that big fight and so he's basically back i think um i think the new captain britain betsy thinks he's back to reclaim his title and is not sure she wants to give it up and they have this like weird fight will not where neither of them will tell each other what they're really upset about so they just keep fighting with each other much like siblings do we also learn that uh saturnine is fucking horny on main for uh brian so that's like her whole fucking plan just to spoil this this whole fucking plan this whole x of swords brace basically is just so she can get dicked down by brian and like honestly, I respect that, dude. I get it. I respect it. It made her more human than she's ever seemed. You know, like right on, dude. I I love it. So <clears throat> Jamie picks up on this right away. And so he's like, listen, my friend, if you Saturnine, if you just want to fuck a Braddock, <laughs> uh, I'm here, you know, like just call on me, girl. We get a, a breakdown of the sword of might, which is the sword that um is is Captain Britain's? We learn about the Britain, the uh, Captain Britain Corps as they keep fighting through the hallway. I'm just skimming through until we get to like actual like plot points because so much of this is is emotional baggage between Brian and Betsy. And honestly, I'm not vested in it. At, like I'm not big fans of those. Someone who's not reading the book, I felt like, and it is kind of revealed why, but like it did feel a bit forced. The drama between them. Yeah, that's exactly. But there was a reason though for it, for the yes. con. Yeah, yeah. Like all along, I'm like, okay, what is going on? Like they yeah. are clearly having like this big dispute, and it's like, why? Why are you guys like? Like I said a minute ago, they're having this fight that neither one of them seems to be articulating why they're mad. And like Nick just said, we're gonna find out shortly why that is. But right now, as a reader, I'm like, why the fuck are you fighting? But Every time they fight, it gives Saturnine a reason to pop up and be like, Brian, my dear, my love, why don't you come to me? And like, she gets to swoop in and take and, and make it seem like she's mediating this, this rift between these two. We cut to that night at the Citadel when Jamie is sleeping, only to be accosted by the Captain Britain Corps he fucking made just to torture Betsy in a previous Excalibur issue. These were all alternate versions. Like this was just an alternate reality because that's Jamie's powers, basically being able to create an alternate reality that people believe in. And so like these are alternate reality versions of the Excalibur team that then got splintered off and created into this Captain Britain core. And now because Saturnine views them as illegitimate and, and not fit for the title... They basically live in a stasis prison 
as living beings who just sleep all the time. So they are able to escape when they find out the person who made them solely to live this fucking torturous existence is there and they want to kill him. Yeah. While, um, while this is happening, Betsy is practicing her sword fighting out in the garden and she hears her brother scream. She and Brian, who also are running that way, happen to meet up. She throws him Captain Britain's sword cleverly and says, I don't need that sword. I have this one. And she pulls out her psychic one. And so when they get to the room, they find that Jamie is killing them using his weird power to make people believe whatever they see in their head is real. Um, and they want him to stop. And he says, fine, I will, but I have to make an example of one of them. And he kills Jubilee. He like basically splats her head, it looks like. It. Yeah. And then he just walks away. And it pisses off the remaining ones who are alive of the Captain Britain Corps. And they basically chase him down. This causes Brian to draw the might of sword in protection of his brother who then becomes the champion of Avalon now and not Captain Britain because God fucking bless magic. So now he is a new not Captain Britain making Betsy the one and only potential Captain Britain. And um, Saturnine doesn't really like this. So she calls him back to her room to, to basically say, we can, we can fix this. We can fix this. Betsy destroys the amulet of power that is the other half of the Captain Britain magic source. And so Saturnine's like, I don't want to hear any more of this. And she makes Betsy, she locks up Betsy and the fake uh, Captain Britain Corps in a jail. She brings Brian back to her quarters. When they're in this prison cell, Betsy is able to escape because of um, Jamie and his flying griffin. They rush to where Saturnine and Brian is, wait outside, wait for the perfect moment, which is when she unveils the, what is it called? The sort of, yeah, the starlight sword, yeah. which is the sword that is needed for the tournament that she made herself. And so once she does brandish this sword as a gift to Brian so that they may fuck the the other sibling, Braddock siblings burst into the room, grab the sword, reveal that this whole thing was their plan. Yeah. All along to trick them, to trick her into <laughs> Psylocke, or sorry, Captain Britain, the sword that she needed so that she may compete in the tournament that the lady set for. Like, she wasn't going to do it. You know what I mean? Like she was going to do it on her terms. So they had to trick her to do it because yeah. they weren't going to get that sword and have Betsy remain Captain Britain in Saturnine's plan. Saturnine's plan was to basically have Brian become Captain Britain again so that she can Betsy could just be the champion in the fight. And so they switched it around the whole time, knowing that if he drew the sword of might, he would become another captain of another yeah. realm and not Britain. But a pretty cool costume that I actually really like. I really do like the the Captain Avalon. Um, but also what I want to know, is part of the plan sacrificing this fake Jubilee? I don't think so. Okay. I think that was Jamie being Going rogue. Ja yeah, that was Jamie being Jamie. Okay. Even though it was kind of nice seeing all these siblings work together. <laughs> it was. It was very interesting to see that. So then the issue ends with uh, Brian and Betsy taking their spots in their circles. And so now we just need three more sword fighters, right? Yes. And we have ourselves 12 of swords. Right? 12. <laughs> One, two. How, wait, how many are 10 of swords? And this is, it's been the, the title. Um, so, but one thing I'm a little confused about, I didn't think, the original Captain Britain, Brian, I didn't think he was a mutant. He is not. So but how can he represent Krakoa? He doesn't even live there. Because Saturnine made the rules. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, I mean, that's a thing. 
Like, so, I, I mean, I'm, honestly, that's what it is. Like, Saturn yeah. made the rules, and she wanted him to be the champ. He's basically there as the champion of, of Otherworld at this point. All because right. they need, like, their lives are at risk, too, for this. Yeah. So, now I'm happy this is the last issue we're covering because... Wait, how many X's did you give? Oh, sorry. Uh, I gave it three. I gave it, I gave it once the, once the reveal, I gave it four. Okay. No, that makes sense. I just, I'm less invested because I'm not reading the book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So some things made less sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're, where are we at now? Now we're at X. We are now part 10, which, uh, yeah, part 10 of X of Swords, issue 13 of X-Men. I'm glad that this is the last issue we're covering because I'm going to need your help with this. They've used the X-Men book and I hope they, I hope they use this in the trade properly especially with the previous x-men book right before the event started because we're getting history from these characters and it's a lot to take in oh my lord <laughs> so it's like so it's a lot so we're gonna go right from the beginning right from the get-go uh apocalypse is still in attacked in other world he's still essentially dying and they don't want to risk him not being ready to be hatched because of all the issues before so they don't know what to do. They know he's going to, have to be one of the champions, but they don't want him to die right there. They don't want to risk waiting too long to hatch him. So it's an issue. Hope comes along to help Healer boost his power to heal Apocalypse because he's going apeshit right now. It's hard to even tie him down. Polaris is holding him down with metal. It's really hard to take control of him. Eventually, while all this is happening, while Energy is trying to heal him, while Healer's trying to heal him, we see a history from the battle from long ago and before the splitting happened and before all this shit happened. So this is where I need help from you, my friend. I'll do my best. <laughs> these hordes from the dark world. Okay. So these people came from our dimension, the yes. dark world, mm-hmm. not the one from Thor, not the dark elves, but no. a different one, but almost kind of similar <laughs> somewhat. They're one-eyed horned creatures. Exactly. They were attacking Egyptian-esque people and mutants. Because the line here that says like hundreds of mutants died. Um, can't find it now. But there's a line in this no, flashback. Thousands, here. tens of thousands followed. The broken lands red ran red with mutant blood. And more would have surely been spilled if not for the 100. Like basically, like the the 300, basically. Think of the three. Like, so the 100 was the 100, 100 of our greatest champions took the war to the enemy. 100 yeah, they went champions, to the other side. Yeah. So yeah, they, they went to the other dimension to fight them. And exactly. Genesis was like the best one from what they say, or from yeah, what Apocalypse it was says Genesis. Now. It was Genesis who was their champion with the white sword um her, their kids the original four horsemen and yeah. then however many other adds up to 100 people yeah so but that's why i'm getting confused like, 95 okay, other people what's a mutant what's a human who is fighting on what side like i'm not sure i'm not sure there are humans right now like, yeah i don't know if we i don't know if we can say there are humans maybe they are Maybe it could be a thing where the mutants, this is Apocalypse's world, apparently. So maybe the mutants are ruling over the humans. Maybe the humans are their like slaves in Egypt. Because this is still Egyptian time. Because we see where the sword pieces are hidden later in the book. Yeah. We see the style everyone's dressed in. It's still Egyptian. Yeah. Anyway, so, so during this fl- uh, flashback, eventually allegedly the bad guys from the dark world are going to concede because Apocalypse's team is winning. And then one of them takes out this golden mask and it and like attaches itself to him. Mm-hmm. Which we've seen. Becomes, the, the only time I think... Character. The, oh, yeah, I was going right? to say, the only time we've seen this this face at least, I don't know if it's the full character at least, but, um, was, yeah, on one of the tarot cards that Saturnine pulls out. So I immediately for some reason thought, okay, get my writer's hat on i think the new holder of that mask is gonna be genesis it's gonna be revealed to be Genesis. yeah that's what i thought too yeah so that happens they're still struggling with this army and we see a little more i mean this is definitely the most humanized we've seen apocalypse yeah like yeah because missing it, his wife 
Yeah, and but also in this flashback he's having, he's also like admitting, and we're seeing that like in this ancient history where a po- where we thought apocalypse was like the end all be all ruler, it was Genesis. Like yeah. numerous times he's been said himself or been told throughout this book that he wasn't strong enough, that he yeah. wasn't the best one. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. And it seems like because of the part where he's crying about it, it seems like he's okay. Like he was so in love. He was more than happy to kind of be in awe of this great woman. Yeah. And when his kids and Genesis leave, it kicks off, which I really liked in this issue, where he says, like, when they left, I want to find the greatest, the strongest. I want everyone to be worthy for them and their sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea that this whole mantra that he's had as the villain comes from a place of love. And maybe even he forgot it along the way. Maybe. Yeah, but I do remember like, he didn't know about the fight. <clears throat> no, like what I like though is that this plan of his, like that we've always known him as this person who only wants the survival of the fittest, that wasn't his plan. That's yeah. Genesis told him to do it. That's what I'm saying. Like it comes from a place of love. Like the but that, origin but of this. She literally tells him before, as she's going into the gate, it looks like her last words to her is stay. Use what time we buy you to make this world into something that can stand against our enemy. Judge them, my love. Judge them so that they, that you, become what we need. See that only the fittest remain. So like you said, his whole mission was from Genesis is to make the world strong to survive this particular enemy that they eventually do beat and now are mad at Apocalypse and are going to kill him for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's what I, I love that idea, and I love this idea that he forgot why he did all this. He he definitely forgot because he had to ask Summoner about what happened originally. Mm. And I like the idea that we've known him as this bad guy with this evil mission. It comes from a place of love. It comes from a real passion to legitimately have the world be ready for something greater. Mm-hmm. But he kind of just forgot. <laughs> it's been so long he forgot. Like what it, he was fighting it morphed for, into the world needs to be better to live up to me basically yeah dot 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 we'll figure out the rest later <laughs> so actually he eventually wakes up he's now healed and immediately wants to get his sword and it is in the pyramids he goes inside a pyramid he finds the tombs of his family the four horsemen the original four horsemen breaks all the tombs and each tomb had a piece of his sword in it and he puts it together the end yeah there's a pyramid but yeah yeah he walks out like the closing line is somebody i don't know who that is and i'm sorry looks like a gorgon oh is oh maybe okay looks like a sharp blade and he says it is now watch me as i wield it damn son it's good stuff you can use that in this book or a porno so um honestly title of the episode watch me as i wield it (laughs) yeah there you go (laughs) So that is chapter 10 of X of Swords. That is where we are wrapping up today. How many X's? I gave that book uh four X's. Yeah, I gave it four too. I like I liked yeah. the backstory. It really nothing mind-blowing, but good. No, it yeah, but it also helped me remember like the backstory to this tournament. Too, you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> well, we mentioned last time we will talk about the handbook if anything important is in it. And it, there isn't. It's it is a handbook. It is just character breakdowns from this event it it kind of felt random to me and i kind of was like i I paid like six bucks for this (laughs) like all right cool so so far where we are we are now on part 10 of this uh event how are you feeling about the event i'm really enjoying it i'm also finding myself very confused yes and but i think i'm supposed to be you know what i mean like yeah yeah for sure like this will read amazing as a big giant trade i'm sure so like i I, i'm not like so i'm i'm saying that to say i'm not judging it based on the fact that i'm confused because i think i'm supposed to be so but so with that in mind i do i am really enjoying it like i'm loving to see the new dynamics i like the lead up to basically just a big tournament that's so silly and dumb like it's so big big stakes enormous stakes like this 
incredible gravitas to it. And yet all it is is really just a, a, a Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I can't wait for that actual it, you know, a part of me feels like I wish he would troll the fans and like you get to the big fight and the next issue it's just afterwards. It, yeah, we <laughs> like, don't, you don't see get any to... of the actual one-on-one battles. It's just we hear about them after. <laughs> but I, I I can't wait to see what the payoff of this whole thing is. It's Knowing right. Hickman's writing, yeah. I'm honestly like worried. Like I'm worried what the payoff is gonna be. It's gonna be game changing, it's gonna be like character changing, like yeah. I'm scared of who's going to die because there's stakes now, you know, and I I feel like this is the first step in an event where whatever the repercussions are, it's going to lead into the political side on earth and what the next step on that front is. Yeah. I mean, we've already seen it like with Wakanda, you know, like, yeah, there's definitely going to be a war Wakanda. I felt it since they had that interaction like a like beginning earlier in the run, but now there has to be this tournament. Now there has to be, you know, like there was, in order to do this tournament, they had to basically break international law. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so now they had to burn bridges that were just built. Yeah, exactly. So how are so yeah? How are you enjoying it then? Like you, you're like I'm it? liking it a lot. I'm really liking the build. I'm liking learning things about these characters, putting them in situations they're not used to. Mm-hmm. Like I, I still I think in this event, like single issue wise. That storm issue still holds with me, like oh, still sticks point. with me. It's such a good issue. It was that it I'm like that has real repercussions. Alone. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's the best standalone issue. Mm-hmm. I really like the issue we had so far at Wolverine. Those those two in hell was really cool in different situation. Yeah. So I'm liking that we're putting characters I'm not used to seeing in situations in this. And now they after a year of them not worrying about death, now they have to worry about that too. Yeah. So like the good. build, like the me and you being wrestling fans, and I like actual fights like UFC and boxing. I'm liking the build to the main event. A yeah, lot. exactly. Yeah, Storytelling in the build. This undercard is great. Yeah, exactly. The undercard is fantastic, and I can't wait for the main event. So, guys, that is X of Sword so far. And um, next time we'll be reviewing, I don't have the list in front of me. It's probably like four or five books. Yeah, we'll do. So, what we've ended on 10, so we'll do 11 through 15. Probably yeah, yeah. I think the book the book should definitely be up to it by now. I don't know. I what's think in my they're opinion. I think they're at fifteen right now. So yeah. there you go. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Um, keep doing whatever it is you're doing. If it's good, that's my advice to you. If it's a good thing you're doing, keep doing it. Uh, keep hope alive that our dumb current president doesn't try and just overthrow the government with all his buddies all his goons motherfucker it's a uh, very sad what's happening right now it is and, very uh, sad it is very yeah. fucking sad what's happening right now all these votes being counted i know yes yeah, stop the count or you have to continue counting depending on where i'm winning but you're not winning you fucking lost you big oh, piece of man. shit I, I'm um, honestly, I'm really disappointed we didn't come prepared with like some four seasons total landscaping puns set in krakoa that was really fucking good. Jesus fucking like it, it. It couldn't have happened in a better time to a better person. Like, <laughs> I, I guess what just cracks me up the most is just like how fast the facade of them being like in like dictators wore off. You know, like yeah, yeah. the minute he won, they can't even book a press conference properly anymore. You know, right like, <laughs> like what the fuck they're done like they keep like they're in an abandoned warehouse what the fuck this is the these are the people who held us hostage for four years and yeah, this man. is what they like god damn it we could have these are the senator kelly it's a whole group of senator kelly's it really is a whole group of senator kelly's <laughs> on that note guys thank you for listening thank you for your support josh where can they find you at they can find me on twitter i'm at xbrarian it's librarian with an x Good job, you fat piece of shit. Thanks. Um, Where can they can find, find you, me, you <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> you can find me at Madman3005. Again, thank you for support. You're awesome. We do this for you. If you feel like you're talking to your buddies, good, because we are your buddies now. We're best that's what, fucking friends. That's what Nick and I were saying when we were texting back and forth once we found out that we were huge in Singapore. And it was around the same time we got that other review. And we both agree, like that review means way more to us than any chart number, anything like that. Like, regardless of what's real, we don't, obviously, we don't do this 
because we want to get chart numbers and podcasts. Yeah. Like we, we don't, we don't give a fuck. We don't care. Hanging out. And we're glad that you feel like you're hanging out with us too. And it makes us feel good. Absolutely. If we bring any joy to your day, fucking awesome, man. That, that's, that's awesome. We bring, that's so awesome. If you feel a little lonely, which is okay to feel lonely sometimes and you have fuck people yeah. you can relate to through here. Yeah. Awesome. 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 And don't be afraid to talk to each other through our pages and get to know each other, build a community. Yeah. Fucking awesome. So Let's on that, that note, guys, docs pod go ex friendship. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, wait, no. Ex friends. Well, that I'm makes sure something already. Yeah. Anyway, look for my new podcast, My Two Exes. <laughs> my Two Exes. <laughs> on that note, ladies and gentlemen, listen closely because we will see you next time.